so this is episode 13 of Two Girls, a Guy, and a Tortoise. She says that right every time. <laughs> I was about to go, this is episode 13 of the PTO. No, wait. That's another podcast. <laughs> so. Keep listeners on their toes. Yeah. Do you, know, do you know what podcast you're listening to? <laughs> it's a mystery to all of us. Who turned on the. It's a mystery to all of us. It's true. We don't even know what podcast we're on. This is Star Trek, right? <laughs> next, the Next Generation podcast? Yeah. I thought it was Harry Potter. Sometimes. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this is, like she said, this is two girls, a guy, and a damn it, <laughs> and a TARDIS. And we are, we are glad oh. you're joining us. Um, we don't really, We have a lot to talk about and nothing at all to talk about in a sense. <laughs> Because there really is no yes. news. I mean, there's a, the BBC posted a nice little video clip of Matt Smith and David Tennant hanging out back of uh, backstage, if you will, for all of you in the uh, theater business, <laughs> uh, just talking about being on the 50th and stuff. And they're kind of a little mild spoiler in there, but nothing too drastic that'll give anything really away. Uh, I've oh, series eight is confirmed by the BBC. Yay! Stephen Moffat's <laughs> working on it. They also mentioned how there's a, it's you know going to be a big coming up year for Doctor Who with the adventure in space and time, with the docudrama about the creation of Doctor Who, the 50th anniversary special, which now I'm looking more forward to. Mm-hmm. Oh, the what else we got here? We got the um, Christmas special. Christmas special, and they mention all that, and mention series eight, and then say and something even bigger than the 50th anniversary <gasps> episode <laughs> so what that could be i don't know but i want to make sure i said that right so let me double check my source but i'm pretty sure that's exactly what it said yeah they hinted something bigger for the 50th in the november 23rd special <laughs> so we'll have to uh we'll have to wait and see i guess yeah. i wonder what that could be i'm excited uh, you know i am too and um we have some new nicole was in new york Yes. This past uh, weekend with Joanna number one. <laughs> You're a better half. Yeah. John. Th- thanks. And, uh, <laughs> and would you like to tell us who you saw, who and what you saw? Yes. I saw Arthur Darville in Once. And he Wh- did not come out afterwards. And Once is a? Musical. On Broadway. On Broadway. And how was uh, Arthur Darville? He was very good. I mean, because he obviously sang, and but it wasn't. It's not like your typical like Broadway oh, big. It's not like Barrowman singing. No. Okay. No, it, it's more singer songwritery songs. So he didn't have to like belt out a big Broadway show tune. It's but he played the guitar. Although I would have loved to have seen him like if they did a Doctor Who the musical with him as a Roman, I'd love there, to see him belting out like. <laughs> there was it totally. I, I thought, I wonder if anybody else here is thinking this. I thought, probably not. But there's a line where he's talking, because he fixes, his character obviously fixes vacuum cleaners, and, you know, he keeps saying he fixes Hoovers. <laughs> and he keeps saying, I'm the Hoover, you know, I, the Hoover repairman, Hoovers. And he says Hoovers like 20 million times. So you think and it I was kept, a reference to Doctor Who? It, well, I know it was in there before, but when he kept saying it, I kept thinking, Doctor Who? And I'm like, probably nobody else is thinking that because I know it's not meant to. It, it was in the script before. That's what his character does. They call him Hoover's. Okay, but I kept like, 
half expecting him to like be talking about like <laughs> my time in, he gets he gets drunk my time in the TARDIS <laughs> he just goes off script drops yes. his knees and yells for Amy <laughs> but it was it was so funny because I just thought it it was to, it was for me I thought probably everyone else here is not thinking that but me I'm going Hoovers and then I was thinking of the Doctor Who burlesque because she was going through the names yeah for, yeah. And before she came They're to called Hoovians, Hoovers in the Hoovers. Center. Yeah, I was like... I like that show. It was clever. context, but... But I'm like, <laughs> Hoovers. But yeah, he did not come out afterwards. Most of the rest of the cast did, but... Any other names that would be recognized? Or just him? No, everyone else is pretty much just Broadway people that had, you know, parts and things, but not like huge names. But then, well, I said I I was half looking for him that Stephen Moffat was in our hotel. Yeah, for the Peabodies. And apparently Matt Smith, too. Yeah, and, and I, Jenna Louise Coleman. Because were, were the Peabodies in your hotel? Yes. So they they won the Peabody, or I'll Peabody. And sad side note was that, actually, no, it's not sad, because you saw once on Saturday... Mm-hmm. I believe Saturday was when Matt Smith was at the Doctor Who bar in New York watching the finale. So you wouldn't have been able to see him anyway. <gasps> K- keep it in your pants, Joanna. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, there's a Doctor Who bar, right? In New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Bronx? Is it? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Apparently there's a picture of Matt Smith coming out of a mock-up TARDIS in that bar. I, be- I believe it's that bar. <laughs> and it must have been that bar because there's only the one in New York and <laughs> he was there. So, But I think he i think it was saturday when it aired which you wouldn't you would have been out at the other show but so what we did which I told you yeah not doctor who related but we rode in the elevator with the director of austin powers not bad jay roach he would direct the great doctor who episode i think the tardis gets stuck in between two walls when he's trying to turn it around <laughs> bouncing back and forth i would but i just kept thinking when that happened i was like okay Jay Roach was there. I was like, okay, I noticed. I didn't say anything, but I'm like, okay, that's Jay Roach. Joanna said he had a name tag on that actually said it. He, you can't see this, but Nicole is like shaking, telling me the story. He was like, <laughs> but I just kept thinking afterwards when I learned that, <laughs> that <laughs> Doctor Who was nominated. I thought, how overwhelming would that have been for the elevator doors to open up and Stephen Moffat to have been standing in the- I was like, that was a total possibility then. Those it elevator was. doors could have opened up, and it no. could have been Stephen Moffat standing there in the corner. Yeah, that's like I was at, uh, I was in Vegas, I think my first time, and we were at the Monte, Monte Carlo, Monte Carlo, and they were having the ESPY Awards, the ESPN, I think it's ESPYs, and we were like four feet away from Dale Earnhardt, who at the time <laughs> was a big, I was a big fan of because I watched NASCAR a lot back then, because mm-hmm. it used to be cool, and um, <laughs> they used to actually allow them to go fast, but. <laughs> I used to, but he was, like, right there. And, like, I mean, you couldn't get close. Like, there was no way you were going to get an autograph. I think there's a picture I have somewhere of, like, his, him, like, waving as he walks away. But there were just tons of people around him. But we saw a couple of people. And, mm. But, you know, I was never in the elevator with, you know, someone famous. But, yeah, I was, like, because, well, also, like, maybe it would have been tempting to say something. Except he was, like, looking down at his phone, obviously trying not to make eye contact with anybody in the elevator. And I'm, like... Should we follow him on Twitter but, and go back in time and see if there was a reference to this girl keeps staring at me in the elevator? 
But I, I just <laughs> kept thinking, I thought, oh my, that would have been, I, I just would have like fainted or something. I thought I was hallucinating if those elevator doors had opened okay, and well, Stephen Moffat had been standing there. That's true. <laughs> it like- but here's the funniest part about your trip was... I get a text at 11.01 a.m. Central Time on May 20th saying Steve, Stephen Moffat will be somewhere in our hotel, hotel tonight. <laughs> it's from you. Now, that's at 11.01, right? Okay, I can't find the other one, but Joanna sent me a message. You sent me the Stephen Moffat message, and within a minute I get, Jay Roach is in our, Nicole just said Jay Roach is in our elevator. I'm like, <laughs> they're standing next to each other texting me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, that's never happened before with my friends. I'm sure it happens all the time. I think you and your friend. I think you and your friend sit at the table and then talk to each other on, uh, Twitter. on Twitter. Yes, we do. Yeah, I've done that. We've been called out on it before. Yeah, I just. That, oh, that was and just another interesting was... side note. I just got an email. Speaking of theater and speaking of Don't Blink, <laughs> the director from Don't Blink thanked us for all our support <laughs> and said that. Um, if she ever, if we ever want her to join the podcast, so I'll respond and we'll have her on one day too. Mm-hmm. We're actually we're actually lining up some guests. Yes, we could probably well, we could probably get Busty the writer. See if I'd been in the elevator with Stephen Moffat, you could just hit the emergency <laughs> stop and interviewed him right there. <laughs> Say, hey, we have a Doctor Who podcast. Would you like to be a guest? Just just interview him right there against his will, and then <laughs> and then we'll, we could have asked for do- phone. we could have yeah. just asked for donations. On the next podcast to get you out of jail. <laughs> to help you make bail. Oh, but, uh, so New York was good. You got to see Arthur Darvel. You yes. guys saw some sights. You saw some stuff that you wanted to see that you didn't see last time. So that's cool. Yes. That was that was our only celebrity sighting, though, I think. Well, that's still we, fine. Although once, I said, I, I, once my mom and I were there having drinks in a hotel bar. It was kind of late, and there was nobody in there. And then John Travolta came in. With, like, his entourage. And it was just us. So his entourage, is, is that, like, Sam Jackson, Bruce Willis, the, guy, the guys that hung out with him when, they, when he did uh, Pulp Fiction? No. Or was it, like, the Get Shorty entourage? No, it Gene was... Gene Hackman's hanging with him, no? It was just his little group of people that went, yes, that is right what you're saying. Exactly. So other Scientologists... All I knew was this group that he had. They agreed with every word he said. It, they were obviously there to. I think they were trying to convince him of something, probably, or else. But they agreed with every because we could hear every word they said because it was just us and them in this little bar. Does so. he talk different than he does in the movies? No. <laughs> does he smoke cigarettes all weird like he did in Broken Arrow? <laughs> well, he was inside, so mm, true. Couldn't smoke. But yeah, that was I. But I that just I said when I learned that Stephen Moffat would be in the hotel, I was like, "You immediately texted me." I know. Yes. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Well, I waited till I. You're was, like, wait a minute, the Peabodys are here. Wait a minute, that's Jay Roach. Wait a minute, that means Stephen Moffat's going to be here. And then you texted. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. I, but that was what went through my head. I went, that would have been. I, I would have thought I was hallucinating if those elevator doors had opened up and Stephen Moffat had been standing in that elevator. Can you see Nicole, like, reaching out with her hand, like, just petting him, like, <laughs> are you really here? <laughs> yes. And then people been, like, giving her the stink eye. I'm like, boy, who are you? Security walks over. Ma'am, would you please stop, would you please stop <laughs> petting the executive producer? I would have behaved myself, but I, I probably would have just stared at him the whole I time. I was going to say, you probably would have just sat there staring at him. He's like, are you going up? And you're like... 
Even if he just came down like eight floors or whatever. <laughs> uh-huh. And she would stand right in the middle of the doors just staring at him like a little kid. God, if you and that's just an executive producer. What would have happened if you'd seen Matt Smith or John <laughs> Louise? Nicole faints. She comes to in she comes to in Matt Smith's arms as he's like trying to wake her up. She faints again. <laughs> Anyone would faint. Any girl would faint. Ernie, I just that to me was. But Joanna could tell you I was like trying. I'm like, where would he be? Well, like when we came back to the hotel, I'm like, you were I'm just gonna, you were hunting. I was like, I'm just gonna take a peek in the bar over there and make sure that she's no like t- one's hanging out there. She's she's like a tigress hunting her prey. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to know that he was, like, hanging out in the bar. We just walked past, and I didn't look, so I just, like, took a peek. I'm like, no, no, nobody uh. I recognize. <laughs> I I just, oh. if there was a chance that I could spot him from afar, I would have been able to say, I saw Stephen Moffat, or... I, I'm, not, I'm not always good at, like, starting. Because I, when I met Chris Hardwick, I was, like... I like could not. I think it depends say. on the celebrity. And I wasn't like, oh my god, I can't. You know, it was just like, but just like starting. The, like I went up to him, and he he actually. It took me a moment to like figure out what I was gonna say, and he was like, I'm. So, he was standing like near the bathrooms of the place, so he's like, did you need to get through to the? And it's like, no, no. I can't <laughs> talk to you. Holds up his mouth and goes. Ah. It was like no. Like, I right, did, like, She's like Raj Jesh in the Big Bang Theory. I was like, uh, no, no, I, I did come to talk to you. And then once I was talking, he was very nice. And we got a whole bunch of new listeners today, so we're stepping it up a notch. <laughs> we're going to the next level. We're building the second story. I don't know how many other bad puns I could put in here, but I'll find them. No, but now we are going to discuss Series 7's finale. <laughs> oh, yes. Because I've been waiting to discuss this since when did I watch it? Sunday night? I watched it Sunday after I think Isabella went to bed. Because otherwise she would have grabbing the remote control and stuff. So I'm like, yeah, you go to bed tomorrow. I'll watch this. I, I, I don't even... Uh, who wants to start? Because I, don't, I always end up like talking over you two. So who wants to start? <laughs> I loved it. Okay, then we got the starter. Joanna's starting it. I loved it. I agree. All right, it was mm-hmm. one of my favorite... It was actually my favorite episode of... The Matt Smith era. It it was definitely my favorite Series 7 episode. I think it's one of my favorite of the Matt Smith, Matt Smith era. Because I watched it with a bunch of friends at Anime Central after... Um, yeah, for the this... listeners, while John was home doing chores, one of our <laughs> podcasters was at Anime Central all weekend. The other was... one was with John's wife in New York. <laughs> John eyes. John was repainting the tart, giving the TARDIS a fresh coat of TARDIS blue on the outside. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I watched it with a bunch of friends, um, bunch of friends and staff members, and some of their friends. At after ten o'clock, after the office for ADA compliance closed, so I was I'm there with Carol, Nick, Ken. Devin. Um, I'm just gonna say you're saying all these yeah. names. These people better listen to us. Oh, they better. Okay, good. They're getting mentioned. Anyways, exactly. They're, <laughs> they're getting mentioned. So <laughs> we, we all watched it. 
We turned down the lights. We had my friend's laptop up, and we just watched it. We were like, oh! <laughs> we, the first, when we saw the titles for you- Gallifrey, a very long time ago, we all just went, Oh, yes. I thought that was great. I thought, mm-hmm. it was so, I thought it was so well done. But, so, but I did not expect all of that. We saw no. we have Madame Bastra, we have River Song, we had Strax, Jenny. I didn't expect an episode that good with the characters that were in it. And I, I, I no. like the characters. It just, mm-hmm. you're used to seeing Vastra and Jenny and Strax and more lighthearted kind of stuff, you know? But yes. I I will go on yes. record as this. Best season finale probably ever in the new series for sure. Oh yes. The only one that I, might, well, the only one that I think is a series finale that comes close is uh Eccleston's. Where mm-hmm. the Daleks returned. Because, you know, you kinda thought they were mm-hmm. gone and then there they are. But this was just this was so well done. I mean, all the clips and Seeing what a TARDIS looks like before it changes was a brilliant mm-hmm. idea. I mean... I did not expect that. It was, like, all unexpected. I mean, we saw... Like, and all in, like, 48 minutes or something. It was, like... The amount of episode that was packed in there was... It was jam-packed. I did not expect, like, the whispers, like, those creatures. Uh-oh. I did not I like them. You know what I could have done without them? Yeah. I almost would have liked to have seen the silence instead. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Something, you know, something kind of known. Or what were those What were those creatures the Daleks used to use? Oh. <laughs> In the old <laughs> series? They were like, they, they looked like Santarans with a chimpanzee head. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I could I, I think you could have done the episode kind of without them. But, I, I mean, I, I guess you needed them to get Strax and Jenny and Vastra, you know, there. Mm-hmm. I like the touch of saying how it was basically inferred that River was a projection from the computer mm-hmm. in the library. Well, it wasn't inferred. She says it. Yeah. She flat out tells um, uh, Clara that. Mm. Yes. I mean, uh, Nicole, what about? I mean, what do you? What about you? <laughs> yeah. Well, I I watched it almost the moment I got back. <laughs> Your mom's got a tablet in the car. Watch it. <laughs> She did wait for me. She said she'd wait. Because I was like, I did say before I left, I'm like, this is so unfair. I'm going to miss the finale. She's like, I'll wait. I know. I the minute you guys it. are like, oh, we're on New York that week. I'm like, that's the finale. God darn it. <sighs> and then, yeah, then like, she was actually, when I got home, like, do you want to watch the finale now? <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> which I mean, I didn't need much prodding to want to watch no, it anyway. Was, you weren't working the next day. So I mean. No. So. I was like, okay, so then we watched it, and yeah, we, actually, we were both talking about how much we liked that the only past doctor that Clara actually spoke to was Hartnell, so you kind of went back to the very beginning. But it was so well done that you saw some of the other ones. And it was so, but that moment, too, was so him. Like, the way that the clips they cut, I was like, they they managed to make, that is exactly how he would have responded to her. Like The, The only part that looked, the only doctor that looked awkward was whoever they hired to play Trout yeah. running away. It looked like him, but not quite. But it was close enough. I mean, it was it was still really just so well done. In fact, I haven't. Re- I don't think I've read any negative anything about that that episode. I think it had mm-hmm. the highest AI of the of the series. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I... Yeah, I thought... Well, I thought that I was so... a good way to put in the classic yeah. doctors there. It was like, They were all there. And you know what? If that was if that was something that was done that way in the 50th, that I would be totally happy with that. Because mm-hmm. I could understand not having them come back. I think you could probably have them do like a quick voiceover with an old clip to kind of mm-hmm. have them back. But you wouldn't even really need to. The way that was done... This episode has given me complete confidence that the 50th anniversary will be mm-hmm. done right. Mm-hmm. I don't have... There's not a doubt in my mind that this... That the 50th is not going to be good. And... Because a lot of this series, to me, was just kind of... Eh. Especially the first half, but... Oh, what a way to go out. <laughs> well, I thought the... Well, I, I thought that this finale, actually... I thought the pacing was better mm-hmm. than the other finales because yeah. like last year it was like they just kept throwing stuff at you like there's this then this then this then this then this it was like with the wedding of river song there was like mm. it was never a moment to like focus but it was, it, it on it just anything. wasn't that good a story either but it had some good parts yeah it don't know it, it, oh, no, it threw, did it like it didn't, it just didn't settle gel. on anyone they, they like wanted to make it so action-packed they had to keep yeah. moving and keep going and like yeah. this one would like stuff would happen and then they'd like take a moment and like like the conference call mm. like yeah. if that was in last year's finale that would have been like two minutes long and then yeah. they would have just come out of it and Jenny would be dead and Vastra would be surrounded this they like let it build and it was like first it was like humor I love, and then they switched I love over Strax, to the uh, I yeah. love Strax going to the bar to get in bar brawls <laughs> in Glasgow yeah in Glasgow <laughs> And he's the only one that joins it by being knocked unconscious. Yeah, that's true. Good sir, would you please hit me? (laughs) Oh, man, I don't know. I just didn't... Well, how about you, Joanne? I mean, did you... Is there anything you didn't like? No, I'm like... I think... I mean, like I said, I could do without the creatures, but they're good enough. Did Martha troll us? I'm like, I don't know! I was, like, stunned by the whole thing. I still don't know. He really pulled a rope up this series, season, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. I mean, here it seemed like he was, the whole thing was waning, and it was like, okay, what, how good can this be? And pretty damn good, because, um, yeah, I don't have anything bad to say about it. I didn't listen to any other podcast or anything, you know, mm-hmm. so I don't know what other podcasters yeah. thought, but from what I've seen on Twitter, what I've seen on Facebook, what I've seen just in general... I, it has not shown me that anybody was, like, disappointed. Mm-hmm. Well, there was probably something in there for just about everyone. Nod to the classic doctors. He had action yeah, yeah. for all the shippers. He had River and the doctors. Yeah. They're, perhaps they're final. Snog. Yeah. That's not my favorite part, but I can. That's because you wish you were her. I I like my doctor more asexual. I, I don't like I think, him in. I think Joanna wishes it was her for sure. <laughs> I I like my doctor. Not even a giggle. Not involved. Is she even like? Is she even <laughs> listening? You got me pretty much. You pretty much hit me on the hit, hit it on the nose. Sorry, Nicole. <laughs> but I, man, I, even yeah, but it didn't ruin the story. No, no, because you understood was, why. And he I her. was. It it had a reason and a purpose. It wasn't like it just happened. Okay, so that's not like my favorite storyline for the Doctor, the romances. But I went, I, I'm fine with that. People, I, I guess you know like inevitably. That, but I, I guess you know inevitably it must have happened at some point in his life. 
you know, I mean, a thousand years, mm-hmm. you've, and he's got a kid somewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just great. And the introduction of uh, the way John Hurt was introduced at mm-hmm. the end was just Whoa. brilliantly done. Mm-hmm. And there's so, there's a few theories on who he really is, and it's uh, it, I didn't think about this till just now. I was gonna say it's obvious he's one of the doctors. Uh he could be the, he could be the reincarnation of the master, even realistically. But I don't think so. I think he's definitely a doctor of some sort. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people have said maybe he's the Valyard, which could be. Because Valyard mm-hmm. was number twelve, twelfth generation. He was in between eleven. In and between, 12, I think like it was between ten and eleven. What's Valyard? Who's Valyard? The Valyard was in the, in the Trial of the Time Lord series. It was like a it was like a series of episodes where the Doctor was on trial. He was played by Colin Baker the, at the mm-hmm. time, the Doctor, and there was a character called the Valyard. And the Valyard was trying to hang the Doctor, basically. And it came out at the end that he was like an evil version of the Doctor from like between regenerations or something, like something weird. So some people have speculated maybe this is him. This character, I mean, there's no no one's going to know for sure who or what he is, but there's a lot of things he could be. All I know is it's going to be a mm-hmm. great ride, and it, it was this episode was just I. Every other episode, we find something to nitpick on, and we don't have, and we have like an hour and twenty minutes of stuff. I I got nothing. <laughs> I mean, what was your favorite part of the episode? I mean, my I favorite really... part was when Clara entered the time stream. And you saw I mean, like, her influencing all the doctor's decisions. You saw her saying, "This is the, what you want here. You mm-hmm. don't want this TARDIS." You know. But doctor, um, kind of surprised Hartnell would listen to her, though. <laughs> <laughs> I would think you go, no. <laughs> I don't know what my. I, I like the conference call. I that was best. That, that was, was funny. Because I just thought they did a really good job of. Because the episode was so, like, serious and dark. So you got some humor in there. And then, like, gradually it just, like, shifted into the creepy, dark part with Jenny, like, realizing something was wrong. And just kind of, like, gradually it shifted in tone and then went into the much darker story for the rest of the episode. But, which I said, I think in last year's finale that conference call would have gotten, like, I said, a minute or two and then it would have been like okay here's the information oh quick cut out of it next thing (laughs) whereas this time I felt like things weren't he kind of let scenes play out and then there'd be a lot of action and then they'd slow it down again so it it, because I just thought last year's finale was like too much all thrown in there so fast which is what I was worried about with this year (laughs) Kept going, are they going to do another finale like that? Cause, but actually, I thought it, it played out well. And I, I I liked, which we didn't talk about, the idea that that's why Clara was all over the place. <laughs> it worked. I wasn't sure what kind of explanation he was going to have for that. Because they kept saying she's a normal girl. I was like, well, then how can she be in different places? Same girl. <laughs> but I have to admit, Moffat did it. He came up with an explanation that I don't think anybody really came up with. And then it actually worked. I I did love the scene, too, with Hartnell's doctor. I just liked seeing him again. So how about you? How did you feel about Clara's... The truth about Clara, I should say. I enjoyed it. I mean, 
it was something that I didn't expect. It was, it came from out from left field. I felt like it slapped. <laughs> and it was just so good. And I was like, wow. Yeah. We heard when. Mm-hmm. It was the best. We heard, Sorry. When we found out, the moment that we found out, you heard this audible gasp in the room. We were watching it and we were like, <gasps> Clara was explained perfectly. Mm-hmm. In a, such in a way that made so much sense, and I liked that they made her remember the conversation from Journey to the Center mm-hmm. of the TARDIS because I hated that they erased that in that episode. Well, if she didn't remember it, she would never have done what she did because she wouldn't. So have known. I was like, so at least that wasn't because it it just seems so ridiculous when she couldn't remember that conversation yeah. anymore. I'm like, why did they take that away? But I'm like, okay, if they're giving it back to her now. That was better. And then, yeah, that was what made her realize what she did. But, yeah, I I thought, and I said, I don't think anybody predicted that. No. All the theories going around about Clara. Uh, You know, we never really, I don't think the three of us really ever gave our theories on Clara. I mean, we kind of talked about what we thought might happen, but... That was something that, to me, was a complete mystery. Yeah, I I had no idea, idea. and I was fine with that, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, me too. I was like, I'm okay. If if Moffat can surprise me with this, I will be thrilled. And he did it. (laughs) Yeah. So. Yeah, I thought... Actually, I have to admit, I was not... Not that I disliked Clara, but, like, earlier in the season, I was kind of more neutral mm-hmm. towards her like I, I didn't feel like we really knew her true because it was like in the beginning I don't it was just she seemed well I'm hoping she sticks around for a while I'm hoping we get to know her more but I yeah I thought towards you know, the end of the season like, yeah. like with Nightmare and Silver and this one I started going oh, I, I, I think I like yeah. her now like yeah. she's finally you know it, it's funny because she's she's like the like the cutest girl next door looking person but she can, like, take on the Cybermen, and she could do all these things. Mm-hmm. It's, like, great. It's, you know, like, Amy Pond was attractive in in Amy Pond, I, I guess in a way, I've heard somebody else say this. Amy Pond was sexy, where Jenna Louise Coleman is just, like, adorable <laughs> in a way. You know, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, like, so totally different, and the personalities yeah. are so totally different. And to have them both in the same series is, like... I think that is why a lot of people had trouble getting used to her in the beginning, too. Because she was so different from how Amy was. It's nice mm-hmm. that she's... I'm glad that she's different. Because she, you don't want yeah. anyone to be like the previous person. Because like, everyone yeah. has yeah. their own individualities and likes, dislikes. Well, I like how she is... I like how she handled it differently. You know, like Amy had the whole Amelia Pond little girl thing going, you know, so the story was way different, and there was mm-hmm. a lot, you know, a lot different things going on there. Where General Louise Coleman, or not General Louise Coleman, Clara knows, like, she just it doesn't have those that backstory to worry about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She doesn't have a boyfriend. She doesn't have parents. Well, I think her dad might still yeah, be alive because the. Of- Bells of St. John, did yeah. they say, he yeah. tells her her dad called? Yeah. So, you know, I, you're gonna, I think you'll see less drama that, in a way, that doesn't revolve around the show. Like, you know, like when you had uh, Martha's family, it was kind of like, 
they were like, like for five episodes, they were plotting against the doctor the whole time. Like they didn't trust their daughter's judgment, but some group of strangers they don't know they trusted, no problem. You know, although, I don't think you'll see that. Although Clara has the annoying children. Uh, yeah, and I, but they seemed satisfied when they left. So I don't know if you'll see much more of them in like full episodes. They were in this episodes. one though. I'm I'm hoping. They're... But they were. But it was just a little bit part. They weren't and in they the were bulk still of the episode. Obnoxious. Yeah, they were making fun of her for the her mother's souffle, like her dead mother's souffle. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think that had to be said because she made the comment about it's not the souffle; it's the ingredients mm-hmm. or whatever. So I, I I could deal with seeing them for a minute or two here and there before she takes off. I, I could do that. I don't want to see them in full episodes because they can't act and they're obnoxious and horrible (laughs) yeah but i I think i'd like i would like to see now that this is done i'm hoping they can develop clara's actual personality in see i'm doing what matt smith does i'm calling her clara and clara in the same Mm -hmm. episode i'm hoping that they could develop her and i hope she sticks around and even when matt smith leaves i would like to see her stick around for at least one season with the next person like we used to have like, mm-hmm. you know, John Pertwee with Sarah Jane, and then Sarah Jane was with Tom Baker. Mm-hmm. It would be nice to do that. And she, I think, is the character that can, because she doesn't have those other ties. Mm-hmm. I think she was... I was I so happy she... not to see a wedding dress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of want to see her come into her own person. Yeah, that's what I was kind of saying. Yeah, like, develop her more. And, you know, to be honest, part of it could be just that I think she's cute. <laughs> That I want to see her stick around. I, I am a I'm a guy. I'm a geeky guy. What are you gonna I, What are you gonna do? I mean, every time we say Matt, we might have seen Matt Smith in person. What's Joanna over there do? <laughs> she swoons into the microphone. Oh. See, there you go. <laughs> Thank you. Right, uh, right on cue. Yeah, as always. You're welcome. <laughs> but so I. So, anyways, yeah, my favorite part. Uh, I don't know. I love how the time stream looked. I thought the special effects in this episode were great. I don't know. I don't have one thing I didn't really like. Like I said, I, even even the, the creatures. What were they called? The Whisper, Whisper Men. Men? Even them. I mean, yeah, I could have done without them, but they were fine. I, I wouldn't say get rid of them. I wouldn't say I hated them. No. I wouldn't want to see them come back in any way. I mean, but... You know, and the TARDIS cracking open the way it did, and the doctor saying, I didn't say my name, and River admitting she did. And I, what I loved was at the moment when he looked at her and said, I do listen to you. I do know you're here. Mm-hmm. I think that was that was great. I love that moment. You oh. know, when he grabs her hand when she goes to slap him. Mm-hmm. I, th- I just, I love that moment. And. They made it real. Clara, Clara realizing. Oh, we were talking about developing Clara's character more. That's where we mm-hmm. left off before, I, yes. before the pause. You know, I think that was a big step in developing her character where she realizes, in a sense, in the grand scheme of the cosmos, she was put there to save him. In mm-hmm. To be completely honest, her character saving the Doctor was probably better than any other companion's way of saving the Doctor. Because, like, Rose looked into the time stream, right, and pretty much erased time... Apparently erased the Daleks from time, but they've been in every series. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you know the way it was just done was just because it was and it was explained. It made perfect sense. Every other finale, I enjoyed a lot of them, but there were plot holes, there were issues. This one, I can't find a thing wrong with it. 
And I'm sure somebody out there can. And, you know, if you're listening and you find something wrong with us, send us a message <laughs> on Twitter. Facebook, message on Facebook. You can find us on both. You know, our, we have an email address. I think it's 2G1G1TARDIS at gmail.com. You know, I, we'd love to hear what you guys think. I mean, but I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and I said I, I was, when, when you weren't here, another thing I was saying, I went on about the idea that I said I was kind of worried because I felt like the finales, they tend to just yep. cram too much yep. into too little time and... and they just aren't satisfying then because it's nothing's developed. It's just here. Okay, we're gonna wrap this up. Like the wedding of River Song to me felt kind of rushed. Like, okay, we gotta wrap up the storyline. You know what's funny about that is Done. that that storyline was going on for eight episodes. But then to or like, more to end it was just like. But this this series this series did not seem to have an overall story arc. I mean, well, there was the the Clara. Thing. He had to ask a. Is she a normal girl? Okay. But like, I mean, there was the little... Yeah, but there was no, like... I mean, like, you had Bad Wolf that went through the whole thing. You had, mm-hmm. you know, Saxon. Saxon. You had, you know what I mean? Torchwood. Yeah, there was something that followed and led through all of them. This didn't have that. And no, it, wor- it worked it very It worked very well. I mean, it had it a little bit, like you said. She He went to talk to the person about her in um, Hyde. And he, you Journey know, to the Center of the TARDIS, yeah. he told her. Yeah. yeah there I were mean, so there were little, little things, but not, like... You know, not like the crack that followed him on every episode, you know. And mm. that being, I mean, being said that they're, it, I mean, obviously, because the episodes don't, the thing is, like, a lot of the older episodes, a lot of the episodes from the past years would tie together somehow at the beginning or end. Like I said, like the crack in time and space mm-hmm. or the Saxon thing or the Bad Wolf thing. There was always some tie in this, you know, wasn't that in your face. I kind of like that. Yeah, I do too. I, I think it was great. What are your thoughts on on this being the tie-in for the 50th anniversary special? I think it could work. Should, should we talk about it? I, I thought it was Yeah, a... we could talk about it. I mean, we don't have any spoilers about yeah. the 50th, so it doesn't matter. I mean, everyone knows now John Hurt's in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it It seems like... It, it made me more excited for the 50th, because... I thought, well, uh, this almost could have been, like, yeah. the 50th. Oh, my God, we, right? That's what I thought. I'm like, uh, this was... And, I mean, there are still options open, because he is still, at the end of this, in his own time stream, so they can still play around a little more yep. with past doctors. Or Is he in his own time stream, or is Trenzalore the prison for John Hurt's character? Because it looks like he's looking out over Trenzalore, because when they got to Trenzalore, it kind of looked like that. Mm-hmm. But either way, I mean, Trendlore is obviously a m- somewhat magical, for lack of a better term, place. Mm-hmm. I mean, so yeah. I thought as a tie-in, it worked fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know why? Because it was done well. Mm-hmm. And it was just enough about John Hurt's character to yeah, and the make scare- you the explanation really yeah. want to know now. The explanation that you know the doctor gave of who he was. And how the namesake works, you know? And I was so happy that the doctor's biggest secret was not, in fact, his name. But but it's John Hurt. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's great. I was like, this isn't going to be... His name was the key to the secret, because it opened the TARDIS doors that put them in the time stream to find him. 
Well, and it was all about, and unlike the Bells of St. John, this title actually was what the episode was about, because he has that part at the end that his name was, is the Doctor, it's the name he chose. He chose, yeah. So that's why, and then... There's the, the one that didn't live up to the name. And the little interaction where John Hurt goes, I did what needed to be done to protect or do whatever, whatever mm-hmm. it was exactly. And then Matt Smith just, you know, the way he even says it when he goes, but you didn't do it in the name of the doctor. Yeah. Was, man, it was such a good little interaction piece right there that it's like, it, this show, it, I liked series seven better than six, to be honest. And, and kind of better than five. I liked Matt Smith in all of them. And I liked Amy in Series 5. You know, I liked her in Part of 6. But this whole series, there were a few episodes that waned, in my opinion, in the beginning. And even this it's... section even this section had one or one or two that were kind of not great. Mm-hmm. But they weren't, it, on average, I think they were pretty good. You know, this and then this episode just was the best finale they've ever done since the show came back. Because they really didn't do... I mean, did they really have season finales back in the old days? They were just kind of like so episodes. Much, yeah, yeah they, just... you know... I, I don't think even Regenerations were season finales half the time. No, no Hartnell's was in the middle of the year. I, I don't but believe I think... Baker and Davison were a season finale either. I mean, I mean I... they may have done it once or twice. Maybe Pertwee to... I... No? Well... Pertwee may have Pertwee became Tom Baker at a season finale. Season finale, and I think Troughton was a season finale. And in the new series, Eccleston was. Yes. But, I mean, in, in the, the old series, finales weren't like they are now. Like now. They're not this no, big epic event. They, they just weren't another, they were just another. I mean, maybe they throw a Dalek episode at the end or something, but I don't remember it being like an epic thing. Well, so for them I to do... They, they huh? just regenerated at the end of a season because that was when their contract was up, and it's like okay, making the change. It wasn't as much like uh, a that could have been too a yeah. big cliffhanger. Ta-da. Yeah, yeah, it was like okay, he has to leave. Well, see, it's hard for us to know because like when I'd watch them on Channel Eleven, they just kept showing them every Sunday for mm-hmm. years. It was on, so it wasn't like it followed you know what was actually on at the time, mm-hmm. but. When, since they started doing these season finales, and quite honestly, even the Christmas specials, this season had the best of the two. You know, I, I think I do like the Christmas Carol one. Mm-hmm. That was good, but the well, Snowman this was, was pretty damn good. This was the only one that really was. Well, I, Christmas Invasion, I guess, was, but most of the time they're not even really like part of a story they he doesn't have a re- his regular companions he doesn't have yeah they're kind of like little extra bonuses they're not christmas invasion was good i could have done without torchwood blowing up the ship at the end and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh but and that's the only other one that i think was kind of like a tie-in in a continuity with the rest because series seven starting with the christmas special was just i mean well i mean we can talk about the, what we thought of the whole series now because it's over i mean asylum was great uh-huh. Asylum got bumped. Uh-huh. Asylum got bumped to number two. <laughs> oh, well, because qu- come on. I mean, quite honestly, this this was better. I mean, uh, Name of the Doctor was slightly better than was a better episode than Asylum, but Asylum was great. Dinosaurs was enjoyable. A town called Mercy was next up. Is that mm-hmm. right? <sighs> I've watched it three times and it still does not work. <laughs> 
it's not it to me it's not horrible it just doesn't work it doesn't work as a western it doesn't work as a doctor who episode it it almost works as a video game from a from like a kind of not great developer <laughs> the storyline's not bad no it just doesn't it doesn't feel right. And a lot of this, a lot of the early episodes, Amy was so self-righteous about sh- stuff, it was kind of annoying to me. But, you know, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and then after that was Power of Three. Yep. Which, uh. yeah, I don't know which I like uh. worse. And then Power the of Three. The part I liked in Power of Three, when Amy opens the, one of the doors to the the chicken dance, yeah. Yes. I, I, you know what? I will say that part of that episode was fine. That part, when the cubes activated, until they got to the spaceship, and even the beginning when they're on the spaceship at first, is fine. And then it gets kind of corny. Like, all these people have had cardiac arrest for, like, hours, and he's like, I could reverse it, the polarity. <laughs> no, you, no, it doesn't work that way. But so that episode it had a moment or two that I thought was okay. So I'll put that above the town called Mercy. Uh, was it Angels Take Manhattan? Yep. What was that called? Angels in Manhattan. Angels Take Manhattan. I I enjoyed it. A ton of plot holes <laughs> that you could drive a Mack truck through. Yeah. But it was enjoyable. It was fun. I guess in a sense, was it really a fitting end to Amy and Rory? I don't know. Was it really a fitting end? I I don't honestly know. I mean... I thought it was. I guess because Amy, one of her first really horrible experiences was with the angels. Remember the sand coming out of her eyes and stuff. And that was what, her first season? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was the fourth episode, I think. Yeah. So, that, um, I guess, is fitting. And then we got to... The Christmas snowman, episode, yeah. Snowman, which I actually enjoyed. I wish yeah. there, I wish there would have been a fight with Vastra and Jenny and the Snowman with the swords. Just <laughs> chopping Snowman up, I think, would have been great to have seen. Or Strax blasting him. I mean, why not? <laughs> why didn't you? You know, that would have been that would have been nice. Like they're they're trying to hold him off to give him more time or something. You know, that would have been mm-hmm. neat. But overall, it was it was it was definitely good. And then we had the Spoon Men, which every yeah. time I hear, I think of Soundgarden. <laughs> And at first, I wasn't too great. I wasn't too high on that episode. And I think if you listen to our podcast about it, I was kind of like, eh. After watching it a second time, it was a fun ride of an episode. Mm-hmm. And there were some clever things in it. I think okay. my, the only episode I didn't care for was uh, in this section was maybe Crimson uh, Horror? Bells of Akatan. Yes. The bells of Akatan. The rings. Rings of Akatan. Yes, I said you bells said, again. You keep saying bells. Rings you, of Akatan was definitely that, that's not. That's my problem yeah. here. I think Bells of St. John, and, and then I. Of, yeah. Rings of Akatan was definitely my least favorite. And then yeah. followed by Crimson Horror. Crimson Horror had promise, and there were parts that were good. To me, it was too campy a little bit. I like a lot of things they did in it. I like the sepia effect when he was the old time. What is it called? Kinescope. Kinescope, thank you. Thing. Or rotoscope or kinescope? One of the two. Kinescope, kinescope. was the yeah. early motion yeah, picture. Yeah. At the time, that's how you would have watched yeah. the movie. So, so I, I enjoyed that. I enjoy. Yeah. The more I think about it, the more I did enjoy that episode. What ruined it to me still is shoehorning the kids at the end. Oh, I hated that ending, but I just don't really count that as part of the episode. And to be honest, the Cyberman episode, I had a, I had a lot of hope for it. And mm-hmm. There were some things that were neat. The concept upgrading and how they can magically do stuff was BS. <laughs> 
So I was really undecided how this season finale was going to be. Mm-hmm. And then it aired, and it was phenomenal. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I said they, to me, I, I kept hoping with the mystery about Clara. I was like, I hope he has a good explanation for this, especially when you learned that wasn't his original plan necessarily because he changed his mind and yeah so i'm like is this really gonna all pay off but and i said i i kept going i hope it does because i have no theory as and, we said and, i had no idea and, what would yeah and the last thing he said she says to the doctor before she enters the time stream you know what was run it run you clever boy, boy and, and remember me. me and it was just perfect all her other versions just said and remember but yeah, I thought that all tied. He just tied it all together so well for a change. Mm-hmm. You almost, you know, you almost wonder if part of it is because there's so many writers writing episodes that he gives them the idea of where things have to go. But maybe that's why some of them don't tie together so well. And then the one, I mean, obviously the one he wrote was. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, right, but almost all of the episodes that we thought. Well, that we generally agreed were really good this year were all the ones written by Moffat. Because he wrote Asylum, he wrote Angels Take Manhattan, he wrote The Snowmen, he wrote... We didn't agree Bells that Angels Take John. Manhattan was good. We agreed it was enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like it carried away. No, I wasn't... I said, I... I well, we liked the Christmas episode. Did he write, did he write yeah. The Snowmen? Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> uh, did he write... He wrote The Bells of St. John, and then... Did okay. he write Hyde? No. Okay, well, Hyde was yeah. good. And Dinosaurs he didn't write, and Dinosaurs was, was good enough. But definitely uh. most of the, at least the most memorable episodes of the... Because, yeah, I I had my issues with Angels Take Manhattan, but... I will say that, he, unlike Russell yeah, Davis, Davis seemed to really, like... He went big on his finales. Too mm-hmm. big, almost. Like, they were such just blown-out, like... Hey, look, everyone's here flying the TARDIS. <laughs> Magically, everyone knows what they're supposed to... Well, he did walk around and tell them what to do, but still. It's like, <laughs> who in their right mind would make a spaceship that takes six people to fly? Even the Enterprise didn't take six. It took two. <laughs> and the captain, three. And it kind of had an autopilot, even. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Joanna, we want to hear more Joanna, because you Ooh. you don't talk quite as much as we do, so I want... Yeah. I want you to go on for a couple minutes here. Uh, my favorite of this... Uh, this has been my favorite episode of the Mass Smith era so far. And I'm looking forward to the, to the 50th. Um, I'm, agree- I'm in agreement that Asylum of the Daleks is also is right up there for the series. But... I don't know. I mean, like, I'm trying to think about what, I, what I've seen and what I haven't seen. And to me, some of the bit parts made up for some of the plot holes in some of the episodes. Like the cubes, like the power of three, some of the bit things with when the cubes activated. That was... Yeah, that was neat. That was funny. Um, I think he... He could have not have had the Statue of Liberty move. I think he did it because that's the icon of like New York. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, it's either that or the Empire State, and the Empire State's not going to get up and walk. <laughs> Luckily. <laughs> I mean, but, my yeah, is, I understand. Like, I agree that he didn't have to, um, to do it. Well, yeah. I think because, there he was going big. Yeah. That was his. But even his big wasn't. Russell Davis, no, G- no Jesus no, no, pose no. floating through the airbag. No, the no. His big was more for the fans. Well, Russell just think D- about it for a second. Yeah. How many theories? Yeah. How many people were saying the Statue of Liberty is a weeping angel because it's constantly being looked at? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it worked well. I mean, it worked well. It, you know what? As bad as it was, it was cool to see it. Mm-hmm. Yes. I will yeah, say that. Cool. Yeah, it looked cool, yeah. and I could accept that. But it should have it should have taken him on seven different occasions. But yeah, Russell T. Davis though he went so big that every single finale that he did, you needed to reset everything because the whole universe he basically ripped was a hole in time and space. He ripped the universe a new one. <laughs> so uh, his definitely went bigger because y- you needed to just erase them or else life could not continue yeah but like the saxon one he was it was in the near future and they have like an avenger like a like a um an avenger style floating base in the clouds <laughs> and like, really it's like five years from now <laughs> yeah I mean, that was a little bit of a far age i like how unit was handled this time around better mm-hmm for sure. Even with the cubes. I like how unit was handled better yeah. than how it was in the Santaran episode. I think I'm kind of glad that the Briggs daughter is going to be um, in the 50th. How are, you wonder, get... are you wondering how they're going to do that? <laughs> yes. I'm like, I, I just thought about that. How do you put her in? And what's the other actress? Jennifer, uh, whatever. Is it Jennifer? Uh, Joanna? Joanna Page. Joanna Page. Page. Yeah. What, how is, what is she going to play? I mean, because they're on Trenzalore or in his time stream. So it's going to be interesting. Well, they must... and, and how big of a part is John Hurt going to have? I think it's going to be pretty I mean, it, it's going to be mm-hmm. an interest. I mean, seeing how this finale was handled, which really could have been a 50th anniversary episode. Mm-hmm. I I trust the handling of the 50th. Because I think that's what scared a lot mm-hmm. of people. As you looked at the last series or two, and I keep saying season and series, I keep mixing them up. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. You look at the last two, and you think about how realistically, at the end of season six, they didn't they didn't really need to bring Amy and Rory back this year. They had mm-hmm. a good, happy ending. And, and to be honest, the angels taking them, I didn't think they had a bad ending either way. In fact, have you noticed how the angels take people back in time, and most of the time they have a better <laughs> life than they did when they were here? Are the angels yes. really evil? Because remember Sally Sparrow's yeah. friends? Like, I met a great guy, and we got married, and we had a family of, like, 19 kids. And, <laughs> and you know, Amy was a, a publisher, and they adopted a child. And, you know, it's like, you, you guys really didn't. I think the angels really didn't hurt. Most people seem to have much better lives, except for the ones in the hotel, because they were stuck in the hotel their whole lives. Mm-hmm. My question, my thoughts on the angels... You just hit something with me. If they have such a better life now, I think the reason why people think the angels are bad is because you take them away from your current family and friends. Right, That's but not, not one of the people that they talked about was like, oh, my life sucked. I, killed, I wanted to hang myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
I'm just saying they could have made it like they could have made it seem like people had it harder back then. I mean, plus it was funny how like everyone like was used to the technology of their time, but then they got sent back <laughs> in like, life really and they're like, well. oh yeah. yeah, they adjusted great. You know, I mean, Amy and Rory didn't get sent back that far, maybe to the 30s, 20s. Yeah, it was I mean, 30s. Yeah. And they were in New York, so it's not like they were, you know. What I want to say now is like, if this was, this could have, I agree, this could have been an excellent 50th anniversary special. I would love to see the Doctor and Clara follow John Hurt's Doctor through, like, the series, like, the 50th anniversary season. Oh, you mean, like, make Series 8 a 50th anniversary? You know what? Yes! Now I'm wondering, when they say it's going to be bigger than the November 23rd special, November 23rd, is that right? Is it going to be something that's like that? Is it going to be? I so. You know, is it something where Tennant and Matt Smith are together for episodes, or (laughs) is there... Of re- is it going to be like a fifth of redemption of John Hurt's character? Yeah, you know, and none of those would really be that bad if it's done right. No, mm-hmm. it could be actually quite well. I mean, to quote I mean, David Tennant, what? Just think about it for a second. It could be quite interesting if we see this. This, for me, it would have been very cool to see all of this, follow him, work with him, redemption. You know what I still think one of the coolest parts of this episode was? What? Like, I thought the Doctor and... Not Zoe. The Doctor and uh, his granddaughter. Susan? Susan. Susan. Yeah. Who's the... Barbara's the teacher. I thought thought they were getting, like, in an elevator or something. (laughs) Right? And then all of a sudden she's like, you don't want that one. You want this one. You're making mm-hmm. you're making a mistake, and I'm like, that's what its hardest looks like in its native <laughs> form. That's awesome that they showed that, and it was a, a shape that made sense of what it would be. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that was so well done. That was, and the clip they took at Hartnell, like you said, mm-hmm. Nicole, was like the the perfect quintessential clip of William Hartnell. What you would expect him to do. <laughs> Except I would think he wouldn't listen to her, since at that point he didn't listen to anyone. But he was I stealing. Think... But he was stealing a TARDIS, and you know. <laughs> First time I, feel I ba- watched, I feel it, I bad because like... McGann's like the forgotten Doctor. Yeah, like McGann's not a bad guy. He's a good actor. The movie wasn't great, but because it was only that one movie, and he didn't have time to really learn, get into the role, mm-hmm. like you know, over a couple episodes, he's the forgotten. You know. Mm-hmm. I, in a way, I, w- I in a way I do wish that instead of John Hurt, it was McGann, just to have that link to. Because McGann's mm-hmm. movie was a link to the McCoy era, because McCoy was in it. Mm-hmm. So you could have linked it all together. But I think John Hurt will be fine. I don't have a problem with what they're doing. I still would love to see them, like, before he gets out of the time stream, as he obviously must, to involve Unit and all these other things. I, I thought he it would be nice if he could, like, encounter McGann's doctor somehow in some just little scene... Just to give some kind of nod to McGann, put him in a second story. Is McGann's? Is do you think John Hurt's going to be the Doctor between McGann and Eccleston? Do you think he's the Doctor that performed the time? I war? wondered because when they said, you know, I did what I had to do, I went. Maybe is that the maybe time that's war? the Doctor. Maybe you know, maybe that's who Eccleston rege- or who re- regenerated the Eccleston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wondered that. Or it could be a different storyline. Like I said, there was a book where there was a Doctor that was a future incarnation of the Doctor that was evil. 
which kind of was what the Valyard was. Mm-hmm. It could be the Valyard, who was mentioned in the episode yeah. by the Great Intelligence. Yeah, I I don't know, but I did. That was the first thing that came into my head. I went to see. Did he like? Is this the Doctor that ended the Time War? Well, because I think they wanted not tart. But yeah, that was the first thing that went into my mind. I was like, it's something to do with the Time War? In fact, I thought that the scene they showed of... I have a feeling that Trenzalore was like the last battle of the Time War or something. The way they make it sound. Because they were like, this is where all time travelers go to die. Well, most time travelers were people that would have fought in the Time War. The Daleks, the Cybermen, the uh, Time Lords. I mean, there was only so many races that had time travel. That could have been the end point. You know, I don't know. I mean, it could be anything. Yeah, and it's... the first thing that went into my mind though when he said that was, does he have something to do with the time war? Because yeah, obviously, it's something to do with something bad. Yeah, and I <laughs> obviously, that's... it wasn't good. I- I'm assuming there's going to be some sort of redemption for his character in mm-hmm. in the fiftieth. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. So yeah, maybe John Hurt's doctor is the in between guy that was in the time war. <laughs> So, anyways, I, I don't really have anything else. I mean, you guys? Nope. Uh, no, I think we... Heaped enough praise on Stephen Moffat for one night. <laughs> yes. I don't think there's been one episode that we've all been this unanimously like, yes, it was great. Like, there were ones where we were kind of like, it was good, or but this was bad, or this, but this one, I didn't find oh. one thing wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was no curse of a black spot. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but it was pretty, it was pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's as good as the end of time. Oh, that's a tough one. Oh. We know how you feel about that. <laughs> it, it really, it's really got. It's really hard to decide between this and World War Three, because those Slovene costumes were so authentic and realistic looking. Yes. <sighs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's been episode thirteen. Thirteen of yes. Two girls, a guy, and a Tardis. Yay! Very good. It saves me the trouble of stumbling <laughs> over it like a moron. <laughs> and uh, thanks for joining us. Send us send us some messages. Let us know what you think. What did you think of this episode? Are we on on par here, thinking it was the best of the season? You know, uh, are we wrong? Why are we wrong? And don't just say because we're stupid. <laughs> if your if your argument about if your argument is because you're dumb, guess what that makes you. So, if you just, you know, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, email address is 2G1G1TARDIS at gmail.com. I could say that, no problem. I can't say the name of the show, though. <laughs> well, because you just got to stick with G's. So, uh, yeah, we'll see you in, we'll probably see you in two weeks. I think we're taking a week off because everyone's kind of busy next weekend. <laughs> and the season ended and we need to calm down off the high of the finale. <laughs> Uh So thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you later.